guys, I'm Bethany. And I'm Kristen. And this is Looking for the Middle. Couch cast edition. Okay. We're on the final countdown, guys, to the end of season four. So we are going to just jump right in. We have a listener question today that we have no idea what it is. So I'm going to pick a number. Okay. And then Kristen will tell us what the question is. Number nine. Okay. Wow. You really picked a picked no, a good one here <laughs> all right i don't know what i'm gonna say right off the bat so you'll go first what are the main questions you need answered before you get engaged will you marry me okay <laughs> sorry but <Boom. laughs> thank Bethany you i'll with be here all week dad jokes oh man okay i'm stalling for time here did you think of something okay well obviously you need to know if you're on the same page with your faith and by that i mean are you at similar maturity levels in your faith to where if someone asked you, are you willing to submit to this guy? Yeah. You should be able to say yes. Yes. That would be something that I would need to feel confident in answering before I got engaged. Yes. Not just is he a Christian, but yeah. Does it walk itself out mm-hmm. in daily life? Is he a spiritual sure. leader worth following? Yes. yes yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That would be one. Huh. I'm trying to think of, cause like, when you first start dating, there's things you're going to want to know about someone that you're not ever even going to get to the point of thinking about getting engaged without knowing. So I feel like that whole lump of things doesn't really answer this question. It's like, there's like the secondary level of things that I'm like, okay, you know, all the basic stuff. So what things would be holding up me saying yes to being engaged? Mm, That's a good way to think about it. I would say different ideas about raising kids that are, monumental i would want those questions answered and i would want if you have big differences i would want a game plan in place Mm -hmm. for what that looks like can you give a couple like example like discipline or like where you're gonna how you're gonna school them i think discipline yeah i think schooling would be two big ones um what does day-to-day life look like in that it's really important to me that in the family dynamic of my family my relationship with my husband supersedes the kids. Mm -hmm. I am a big proponent of that. I am not a fan of a child run child centric household. And so that is something that we would need to be on the same page about. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. Like there's give and take there to an extent. I'm just saying that's something that would need to be on the same page. What does, you know, extracurriculars, what does, are we going to sit down and eat dinner at the same time every day? Like just things like that. They're going to factor into daily life. Yeah. I would want to be on the same page about, okay, your turn. while I think, okay. (laughs) Um, I think, I don't know if there's like a specific question, but like I would have wanted to have talked about finances, um, beforehand. So where he's at financially, where I'm at financially, what, um, financial disciplines look like his idea of a you know budgeting does he budget does he not like is he good with that stuff so not necessarily just one question maybe just how like his financial state right. and how he handles finances i would want to know that before i got engaged maybe like having a similar philosophy on large purchases kind mm, of thing yeah. like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not i need to know 
you need to have X amount of money in the bank yeah. before we'll get married or no debt. Like, I feel like, especially the older you get, the likelihood of someone having debt, like, that's okay. Are you okay with a lot of debt or are you not? Mm-hmm. Like, are you working to pay it off or are you not? Like, I have debt. I'm working to pay it off and I don't really want to stay in that place. But if someone who's really totally fine with just staying in that place, there might be some tension there, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Another one that I think is something you need to talk about prior to engagement but not much prior like it doesn't need to be a very early on conversation is I would want to talk through at an appropriate level sexual past if that comes into it comes into play here if it doesn't you don't have to talk about it but I think that's a conversation again the older you get the more likely someone is to have a past in that area. And so I think you need to talk about that, whether that's what is your, it's tough to know what an appropriate level Mm -hmm. of detail there is. I'm not saying tons of detail, but you need to talk about what that is so that you know what you're bringing into a future relationship. And I think with the prevalence of pornography in our society, you need to have a discussion about, where everyone's at with that is that a struggle for him is it something he's actively fighting is it something that's an issue and he's not fighting like those are things you need to know and talk about prior to getting engaged I think absolutely and one quick thing that I'll add just as I'm not going to tell y'all what to do here this is something I think you should pray about and seek guidance and wisdom on on your own but in college and like right out of college I would have said that I was not going to date a guy that wasn't a virgin. Okay. Do I, I still don't agree with premarital sex. I think that's, that I don't think I know that's wrong. That is biblically laid out sex before marriage. However, that is not a deal breaker for me anymore. Me either. And the longer I've gone without getting married, (laughs) (laughs) I think that that changes. And my, Bethany, I both talked about this. My, question and concern is what is your view on sex now are you living in purity now and I'm not gonna expect perfection in that the way I would have five or six seven years ago yeah if you find yourself at a point where that's been your expectation for a while and you're wondering if that's still okay if you're ever gonna find I'm not saying that you won't find somebody that's a virgin, even if you're willing to date somebody that's not. And it's okay for your standard to be that someone is if you're coming from a legitimate place on that as not a holier than thou, not a pride place. If it's a true desire and conviction, the Lord has placed on your heart. That is fine. Yeah. But like Kristen said, there's a practicality to the older you get, the harder that's going to be to find. Mm hmm. Yeah. And if, you know, because the other thing, too, I've thought is like, okay, I'm at the point now where I could date a guy who maybe didn't start following the Lord till he was in college and then before or after college. And before that, he did things that he didn't have a, a the Holy Spirit living in him to convict him of those things. And so the expectation of him to live like a Christian wasn't there because he wasn't one. And it's not your place to hold something against a guy that the Lord isn't Mm. especially and it could have been after he was saved and he fell in that area and has repented and moved on from it that is a sin just like any other 
sure, there the consequences and the ramifications of that are way different than shoplifting a pack of gum from the store. I don't know why that guy. No, I get you. I'm just saying yeah. it's very different, but it's not something that you get to hold on to because you just want to be judgmental or not want to be, but you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. And so what you're really saying at that point is, yes, I know Christ covered that. I know that sin is forgiven, but that's not enough for me. Mm. And it goes back to what you said. What are you doing now? What are you walking out now? What is your conviction and your view now? The past is the past. Mm -hmm. We all have one. Yeah. And you wouldn't want a guy to hold something over your head that maybe it's not a sexual sin, but it's some sort of other sin that's really important to him that was in your past you wouldn't want him to hold that over you. Because like Beth said, the Lord doesn't even do that. Like you've you've been forgiven for that. And so especially if you're not walking in that and doing that anymore and you're fighting that, you know, temptation to fall back into whatever it is. So just some food for thought. Like I said, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell you what to do. That's something between you and the Lord that you really need to pray through and figure out what is your standard? What is your conviction? And what do you feel like the Lord is leading where you feel like the Lord is leading you in that sense? But I just wanted to share my experience. Let's just yeah, leave it. At I that. think I'm really glad you brought that up because I think it's something that's tough because we're in a, a society now that doesn't value marriage in that way Mm -hmm. and it creeps in to the church it creeps into christianity because you see it as just the norm and so i think you want to hold to your convictions but you also need to give grace Mm -hmm. absolutely we establish the foundation is a similar faith so then on top of that we've got the three big things that you're going to want to figure out before you get engaged that aren't things you would talk about early on in dating. And to wrap it up, those are finances, family, and then any sexual issues that need to be talked about. Those are things that as you're getting close to engagement, you want to make sure you're really on the same page about. And there aren't any secrets and there aren't any hidden things, whether it's credit card debt or a sexual past. Both of those things need to be talked about. I think... Once you're engaged, premarital counseling is going to be really important. But I think having some of those conversations and talking about that before you're even engaged is going to be a wise thing to help you too. That's exactly what I was going to say, because it's going to come up eventually in premarital counseling if you decide to go that route. So if you've already talked through this, you're going to be ahead of the game. Yeah. And you're not going to be sitting in your pastor's office being like, oh my gosh, what? I had no idea. And you've already got a ring on your finger. Exactly. And that's something that my mentors have said that, because my church actually will do pre-engagement counseling if you want to go that route. Oh. Because, and they found that it's more successful because they're, not that you're married yet when you're engaged, but you almost feel a little more cemented in. And everybody knows you're engaged. Exactly. Yeah. And you're planning a wedding and all this stuff. And so if it's, if you know you're going to get engaged and it's like leading up to it, they found that it's more successful because if those big things come up, you feel more freedom to not, oh, I just have to overlook this or I just have to like be okay with it because even though this was a really big deal. Right. And so anyways, if you can not host your own pre-engagement counseling, (laughs) but in a way, if you're having these conversations you're going to set yourself up well to have them in premarital counseling and then set yourself up well for a great 
foundation of a marriage. So some food for thought. There we go. Okay, guys, we will be back next week for our season finale on Wednesday. Can't believe season four is coming on. Me neither. What a what a season. For real. Okay, so check back then and we will have one last hurrah on season four. But until then, I'm Bethany. And I'm Kristen. And this is Looking for the Middle.